0: It was oh, nice. somebody better record the Skype phone thing, just in case. Uh, Nick, can you...
1: Um, I actually don't think I can actually record the Skype thing. I'll do it. Okay. okay. Jason
2: got it. It's recording.
0: Oh, Jason is recording the call. Okay.
2: Avoid legal snafus. Inform the people you're talking to that you're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi everybody, this is the Craft Will Never Die podcast. My name is Blake Weber, and I'm joined by Nick Key, also known as Key Woodworks, and Jason Hibbs, also known as Bourbon Moth Woodworking. You can find me at the Weber Woodshop. All three of us are on Instagram and YouTube, but you can find us collectively at Craft Will Never Die on Instagram. We're recording remotely from our woodshops in three different states around the country. I'm in California, Nick is in Kentucky, and Jason is in Oregon. But once again, our microphones have brought us together, and we are super stoked to bring you episode number six of the Craft Will Never Die podcast. But be sure to stick around, we're actually recording our very first after show today and if you join us on patreon you'll be able to listen in on that but we're going to give you more details about that a little bit later in this episode so for now what is going on guys
2: hello gentlemen what's up fellas how's it going good what's up good evening it's been a couple weeks since i talked to you guys it feels like forever i know i don't even remember the last time we recorded
0: i know i miss you guys perfect radio faces so much yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what is um what's new in the shop? What's going on? Nick, what's what's up with you? You get those uh that auto body cabinet done? Yeah, man. So actually
1: the guys um well, I shouldn't say the guys cuz only one guy came over today, the son of my client, son of a client, uh who happens to be my friend and coworker came over today to pick up that uh cabinet, coffee table no, not a table, because it's just a cabinet. So coffee, bar, drawer, dresser, thing. I, I don't know what to call it.
0: I think that was perfect, Nick. I think you nailed it.
1: I call it the Black Stallion. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, the Black Stallion. I like that. I'm going to trademark that. That's that's nice. You're welcome. Um, He came over and picked it up, so we loaded it in a truck, and he's going to take it uh, this weekend. He's going to... Pennsylvania to see his in-laws, and he's going to de- deliver it for me. So it is out of the shop, and it is at its uh, final destination, or on the way, anyway. So that is done. Was he happy with it? Am I happy with it? Was he happy with it? I don't care about you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the main thing, is the client happy with it. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he is. He's only seen pictures of it, so we'll wait to see when he sees it in person. Yeah. But... I'm happy with it, so I would assume he's gonna be happy with it, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good assumption, sure.
2: Right, and yeah. then I saw you were already working on something else. What are you doing now?
1: Well, um, right after I finished that, uh, another person at work was like, "Hey, can you turn these trays that I have into end tables?" And I thought, of course. I mean, that seems really easy. Uh, he hairpin he, legs. Yeah, he bought this coffee table from a local place. And it came with these three trays that sit on top of the coffee table. One is like a really long uh, tray that fits the whole coffee table. And then there was two of them that fit the other half of the coffee table. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but there's three trays that sit on top of the coffee table. And they're right. removable.
2: What's the purpose of the trays? To like not put sh- assorted nuts in? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> 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 It's kind of weird because they had like a
1: compound miter edge um, around the trays. So they were really cool looking. He wanted to turn them into end tables to go on opposite sides of the couch. So they would still match the coffee table, but be completely separate.
0: So you're taking the trays off the coffee. He's going to keep the coffee table, but you're taking the trays off and turning them into end tables?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. That's All exactly right. what he wanted. So,
0: so these are like three square trays.
1: Well, one of them was long, so it was as long (laughs) as the coffee table, right? And then the other two... This is the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like, I've never seen a coffee table that would have this on top of the coffee table. But he wanted the two squares to be the end tables on both sides of the couch.
0: So, I have this completely impractical piece of furniture that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Turn it into something that makes sense, kind of.
1: Kind of. I mean, it makes sense... If you were going to use it in the way that I think is the it designer
2: like, thought, is it like right. you put your coffee on the coffee table and then you're like, "Oh, you know what? I'm not going to drink this coffee. I'm going to take it to somebody in a restaurant." Oh, wow! There's a tray built in. I'll just pick it up. Like,
0: yeah, I, I can't don't, just. Take, I
2: don't get the point of the tray.
0: I can't just take the coffee with me. I gotta like take it with me on a tray. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it's kind of odd. I mean the the trays even have handholds in the sides to where you would easily pick them up and be able to transport anything so that is, like is in that this is like a coffee
2: table for like a butler's study. Yeah, this is like... You know, like, it's possible.
0: This is like I'm having breakfast at my coffee table, but I want to go back to bed and sleep in, but I want to have breakfast in bed first. So let me just take this with me to the bed.
1: Exactly. that. This is the <laughs> coffee table for the person who cannot decide where they want to have their coffee Ooh. or breakfast. Right. It's actually right, perfect. it's starting to grow on me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're all going to start make we're all going to make one now.
1: It's not a bad design. It's not I a mean, bad it's really good. Mhm. So, the coffee table itself has a metal base and a wood top and the trays are all wood and the metal base is black. So, he wanted to match the metal base of the coffee table. Let me guess. India ink well mm-hmm. you know me so well of course it's going to be ink. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> why not so, i got some of that laying around
1: yeah i was like perfect i've got a little bit left over so i can easily india ink these bases for these uh side tables end tables whatever you want to call them so i had some leftover red oak from something else from way back in the day and From your grandfather, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure only old people use red oak.
2: I don't know. What do Blake? How often do you use red oak?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> all I use, Jason. All day, every day.
2: <laughs> how did the red oak react to the indie ink? I mean, just black, like anything else? Uh, black as
1: night. I mean, it turned out black. Like full moon, mm. full
0: moon night, or like new moon night? No,
1: new moon night. Oh, like yeah. Okay. Dark, dark black. It turned out really great. The grain looks great. Um, I don't know if you saw my post with the actual bases of those things, but you could see all of the grain of the oak shining through, and it's still being really, really rich black. It just looked great. And, of course, I put on a flat lacquer on mm. this stuff and and put, like, three coats of flat lacquer
2: on it, and it just looked phenomenal. Uh, it you matched. use the, like, I saw in your video, you just use like, the rattle can lacquer, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't use a whole lot of lacquer in everyday stuff. So, like, when I'm doing large tables, I use something like a poly because it's a little bit more durable. But when I'm using these, like, having these smaller projects like this side table, a lacquer is great for me because you don't have to sand in between coats. Yeah. So, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and the sheet is really nice. Quick. Yeah, and, and it comes in aerosol cans, so it's even easier. You Friendly know, for the we, environment. Exactly. Right, yeah. just spray and you know deplete the ozone as you go. So it's it's perfect. <laughs> so yes. I, I use those those rattle cans a lot for for any times I have like. And it puts down a good
2: for. finish. I've never used the rattle cans. I mean, I do lacquer, but I spray it through like my HVLP.
1: Yeah, typically I want to use like you know HVLP for for bigger stuff. Um, but this
0: yeah, I was gonna say I thought you had an HVLP, Nick. I
1: thought yeah, I do. I've got a Fuji uh, Mini mite Four. But for these little stuff, like it's a lot more hassle for me to break that out and then break it down and clean it when I can just have a rattle can ready to go.
2: Why knock three four coats out? What do you mean clean it? (laughs) I never, I never, I never clean my spray gun when I do lacquer. I'm serious. You you never clean it? No, like if I spray lacquer, then I'll put some lacquer thinner in my paint gun in the like canister and I'll spray that through the nozzle a few times so it's just lacquer thinner and then I just leave it until the next time. Really? You just spray lacquer thinner and call it good? Yeah, just leave it in there. I mean at do that point pretty it's, much,
0: it's do just, you pretty much only use it for lacquer though? Well like, I have two guns. I have same. one
2: for lacquer and then yeah. I have one for paint. And so that one I just leave lacquer thinner in it and then next time I use it, I dump the lacquer thinner out, spray a couple times the lacquer and then keep going. And you don't have any issues? No, not at all.
0: Really? No, I found the same thing that the needle at the very tip of the gun pretty much seals it up. So you can you can even leave it in there for a few weeks because I I have that same just the um, lacquer setup. Well, for anything, I I, I have the same. Um, I think it's the the uh, Fuji. What is it? What do you call it? The Fuji. Uh, I have a F- Mini Mite Four.
2: Mini Mite Four. I yeah, think I have like a semi pro or something. But I do the same thing with paint. Like if I'm spraying water-based paint, I'll just put water in there and then spray water through there, and then just leave it in the gun. Yeah. Till the next. But time. I it's have really,
0: I have the Fuji. I haven't used it in a while. I have the Fuji um, Mini Mite, either the three or the four. I can't remember. But um,
2: I maybe clean my gun out once every like five uses. I mean, like take it all yeah. apart and really clean really? it. Really. Yeah.
0: But as as long as you're not pulling the trigger, it seals it up right at at the tip of the gun. So it. you can pretty much leave whatever you're using in there for a while and you're good is you know, and then you just pick it up and use it the next time you want to use it. Huh that's that's interesting because I've always The only time I clean mine is when I'm going from one one type of, you know, if I'm going from paint to to some kind of finish. Right. right?
2: And I used to do that too and I got annoyed. So then I just bought an extra gun. So I have one gun for paint, I got one Mm -hmm. gun for lacquer and I hardly ever clean them out. It's super simple and easy. Huh. I never
1: thought about that because I'm always just super paranoid that I'm going to do something stupid and it's going to clog it up and then I'm going to have an issue the next time I use it. So I break it down every time and clean it out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll never go like straight from having it stored to just spraying a piece of furniture. I always have like a test piece of wood. I do a couple passes on first just to make sure it's sure. doing fine. But yeah, I have I mean, I think I've had it clogged like once or twice and it's my fault for putting old finish or something in there that's a huh. little too gooey. But. that's interesting i
1: mean i yeah. always had i used to have problems when i used to use the uh Greco what do they call it the ultra max or whatever their their cordless uh sprayer i can't i can't think of what they actually call it but i always had problems when i would not actually clean it completely out it would always seem to clog up on me the next time i would try
2: to mm. to spray anything and well see the way that spend, i do it i mean I technically am cleaning it because I put the lacquer thinner in there and then I spray it through the gun. Okay. And so the lacquer thinner, it's cleaning out all the lacquer at that point. So all that's right. in the gun is lacquer thinner, which isn't going to okay. clog up your gun. And
0: gotcha. then I
2: leave the lacquer thinner in the the reservoir just so it's, and you it, know, in there. And then and it I, helps
0: if you're using it fairly often too. So if you're, I mean, you're running a pro shop. So if you're using the thing fairly frequently, then you're always running something through it and that... Tends to keep it clean too, versus right. like letting it sit for six months or something.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. That was the, that's the other thing that I would be afraid of is if I ran lacquer thinner through it. How long can that lacquer thinner sit in the gun before the next time I use it? It it could be you know a month or it could be two months before the next time I use it. So I wonder if that's
2: you know of concern if i should just i mean everything's
0: stainless steel in there other than a few gaskets or o-rings or something
2: right yeah and the way that the gun's set up the lacquer shouldn't be sitting on any of that stuff when it's sitting in the gun no that's true so i don't know that's the way huh. i do it i don't know if that's the the right way but i've never had issues with it so yeah well so what's your
0: plan for this uh Table tray, but yeah. Sorry to side uh, <laughs> side reel the conversation. No, it's, it's side totally table, good. coffee table thing.
1: So I I went really simple, uh, kind of mid century modern. Uh, my first design was gonna be really cool, where I was gonna do a half lap and make an X um, underneath that tray, and have the legs um, just make an X underneath and come down and be tapered, and it would look pretty cool. Well, the client didn't really like that. So (laughs) obviously the client wins and I just went with a straight apron all the way around the bottom of the tray and four legs. I did taper the legs uh, a little bit. So I I used my homebrew tapering jig on the table saw and tapered the legs and then put a round over on everything to match the existing trays round over. And Pretty much called it a day. It was a really simple job, um, but it turned out really fantastic with that India ink. The the red yeah, oak did look nice black, and it looked really nice. And it matches the coffee table, which is exactly what the client wanted. So, mission accomplished. I was happy. Nice. The client was happy. You know, at the end of the day, that's pretty much all that matters.
2: So, do the trays on the side tables? Do they still like come off if you want them to?
1: Well, th- yeah. That was the beauty of. How I I did it. So I use Z clips for pretty much everything I, that I use for uh, tabletop attachments. So yeah. I use Z clips with these. So there was just uh, four Z clips underneath for that tray. And if they ever want to take the tray off of those okay, bases, but you
2: can't like pick it up, lift it off, right? Take no. your coffee
1: to someone in bed. If I took those Z clips off, they could just set those trays on those base bases, and it would sit flat and then they could take the trays off the base if they wanted but <laughs>
0: but then the next person that sets their coffee down it's going right, to it hit could the floor. it could shift <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's so that's why i went with the z clips on those but got it i mean they could they could easily take those z clips off and then you know move the bases if they wanted to do that but it turned out pretty nice and i was really happy with it sweet awesome man yeah
0: you got anything up on the radar next
1: yeah, I just picked up a, a commission actually of um a really kind of cool looking bookcase. So it's four shelves that will be adjustable to where they can uh kind of change the height of each shelf. Um, kind of like if you look at like the ladder uh, or blanket ladders rather to where you can put blankets yeah. on – on different levels of the rungs of the ladder, that kind of thing. You could put these shelves on different rungs Mm, on each side. And it's going to be all ash. So it'd be all solid hardwood. And um, there'll be four shelves and there'll be an X brace in the back of it to hold Mm. everything from racking. I've done done something
2: like that before. Is it where like the bottom shelf is going to be like deeper and then they'll get progressively like... Shallower the farther up the rungs it goes.
1: I I could do it that way, but this this design is going to be every shelf is going to be exactly the same depth. Oh, so it'll be there'll be fifteen inch deep shelves all the way up. Okay, so it'll be symmetrical, and oh, that's big. Yeah, pretty deep, pretty big. Uh, actually, it's only going to be about seventy inches tall, so not too tall. That's just over five foot, I think. It's so on that inches, top six foot.
0: I can't I can't by ten inches. There you go. Is the ladder
2: <laughs> leaning against the wall on the shelf? No. So the the ladders will be both
1: sides. So the ends of the shelf, oh, and they'll I be straight per- perpendicular, straight up, and the okay. shelves will just sit on them.
2: Yeah. I had something completely different in my mind. Oh, really? But I get I get what you're putting down now. I thought I was thinking you're talking about the, you know like. It looks like a ladder that's leaning against the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then the shelves are on the rungs going up. Yes. Yeah, I so have two of those
1: like. in our, our family room downstairs. I've got two of those kind of ladder shelves.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought you were talking about.
1: Yeah, these will be actually just flat, so just straight angle, 90 degrees on everything. No wait, crazy wait, math. Wait,
2: wait, shh. Did you hear that? <laughs> I just opened a cider. I just wanted the audience to, you know, be in on that. Nice. I can hear it pouring. Yep.
0: That's what are you right. drinking there, Nick? Uh, uh, this yeah, is... Nick, come on. Tell everybody <laughs> what you're drinking. No, tell, tell, us, tell us what you're drinking. This is
1: Gatorade
0: <laughs> but
1: what, with a little and... bit of bullet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gatorade and bourbon. Oh, man, you're a trendsetter. You got to have oh. your electrolytes
1: and your flavor.
2: Yeah. Yes awesome man well i'm excited to see the um ladders and did you say you are gonna do those in india ink too no so these good thank you yeah i'm I'm gonna (laughs) i'm over the india ink i'm gonna break
1: away from the india ink (laughs) for (laughs) once uh two projects in a row of india ink i think that's enough so i'll take a break and i guess it's probably your influence uh jason of rubio oh god here we go oh i've uh i've stepped into the rubio world
2: and have we yet to have a podcast where we don't mention rubio
0: no no those, so. those guys are stoked all the free advertising yeah we, we should get yeah. the a sponsorship
2: they're totally <laughs> listening
1: to this podcast right now saying we're not gonna get man one now. this is just easy money
2: yeah seriously so you're going to do rubio on, is that what you were doing with the samples
1: yeah so i have been playing around with some sample ash that i have cuz this bookshelf is going to be a uh, solid ash and Insert. Ash joke, but yeah, right. Insert yeah. ash joke here. Mm-hmm. But I have been tr- trying to figure out what color I want because the website that they sent me uh, for the example that they were looking at has this kind of light white, but still brown um, color. So it's it's kind of hard to you know nail what mm-hmm. what this is. And I think I even DM'd you at one point and was like. What do you think this color is like? I, wait, I wait, cannot wait, wait, wait. figure it's out like, this. I,
0: I've got, I've got an idea. Something like a, they should name that.
1: Halle how about, Berry. How about
0: beige?
1: Beige. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Renters tan.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, literally, cannot figure out what color this is that they have on this website for a, for the example they sent me.
0: It's called wood color. Yeah, it's,
1: it looks like wood. I mean. What what they have in the description on the website was reclaimed pine, and mm-hmm. that's pretty vague. So, mm, yeah,
0: generic wood color, right.
1: Finish it. It's wood. So I tried biscuit at first at Rubio's uh, uh, suggestion. Biscuit's
2: a little green in my yeah,
1: opinion. especially on ash. I don't know, like what I saw online with biscuit. I was like, that looks great. Let me try that out. And I put it on ash, and it turns green.
2: Limp biscuit.
1: Not what I was looking for. Yeah. So that was immediately a no. And then I ordered um, corn silk and bourbon to come at the same time. And I put that on and tried that out, and I, I really dig the corn silk. It looks really cool on the ash. It It's kind of white, but it still has more uh, tan in it, but yeah. not brown. But the bourbon... Looks really brown, but looks good. Yeah. So I can't decide which one I like. Did I mean, you try I,
2: mixing them together?
1: That's that's my next thought is do I mix these two and
2: see what comes out with both of them? Or you know what you can do, okay? You do the bourbon, put it on there, Yeah. and then you get one of their maintenance oils, but you get a colored oil, get like a Ooh. a cotton white maintenance oil to put over the top because then that color is going to just sit in just the grain, but you'll have the brown behind it. So you'll get that white over the brown. That's a really good idea. Yeah. See? Yeah. Uh That's why why Rubio pays me the big bucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's literally what I'm kind of after is kind of a brown undertone with some light. Yeah. I tried doing a a
2: colored oil over the top because it'll fill in that grain and it'll give that kind of like two-toned look. Hmm, that's really You can even intensify it if you do like- um, Whoa. If you, if you wire brush the ash first. Okay. Then you do the bourbon and then you do the colored oil because then it really sits down on all those like brush marks and you get like, oh, right. a more intense version of that.
0: I'm getting all hot and bothered over here, you guys, <laughs> talking, talking about the uh, first, you, you know, the, the bourbon and then you intensify. and Yep. The, <laughs> you, you pull out that
2: ash- and you then get you the pull burp that ash out. and you yep. get the wire brush. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyways. All right. <laughs> well,
1: well, I'm excited yeah. to see that, man. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped to get started. I need to go pick up the stock first. Um I've got to go I've I talked to my local sawmill. He's got some uh six quarter ash that he's waiting gonna, on that he's me. just gonna give you. No, this time I'm gonna probably end up paying for it, so mm. okay. Um yeah kind of a bummer but you know i think that's kind of first real one's world free
0: then stuff. you're hooked
1: yeah yeah
2: well um can i tell you guys something interesting that happened to me yes let's hear it okay so this is about a week ago and i got asked to go to a local high school and speak to the wood shop
1: no way yeah,
2: uh, local high school woodshop, which is really cool. It's cool that, you know, high schools still have woodshop, because lots of high schools that is don't, cool. you know? Yeah, yeah, none around here have any woodshop stuff. Hmm. And so they asked me to come in and speak to the kiddos, you know, kind of tell them about my job, and just show them that, like, you can have, a, you know, a woodworking business if you want to, or do something creative that you like to do. So I was pretty stoked to go talk to them. But I was walking to the classroom, okay, and I had to walk across this, like, high school campus. And it's a pretty, like, wooded area, okay? So there's, like, trees. We're in Oregon. And there's a lot of squirrels running (laughs) all over the place, right? So I'm walking down the sidewalk, and there's this squirrel that's, like, literally walking, like, following me down the sidewalk. (laughs) And I think the kids, they probably, like, feed the squirrels, so they're really used to, like, people. And he probably just wanted food or whatever, right? And so I'm walking, and I notice that, like, 20 feet behind me, this squirrel's just like matching my pace, following me along. And so (laughs) Was he six feet tall? No, just a normal squirrel. And I stopped, (laughs) and the squirrel stopped. And I like stood there for a second, and then I kept walking, and then the squirrel started walking again. And then I'd stop, and the squirrel'd stop. And this went on for a little bit, and the squirrel like slowly started to get like closer and closer. (laughs) And finally, I'm like, I've had enough of this jerk squirrel. And so I stopped. I turned around, and I'm like, quit following me, squirrel! (laughs) I, I, I like, yell at it like that, okay? And it triggered something in the squirrel's mind. I don't know, but it charged me. It literally, like, bolted straight at me at, like, a run. And I'm in this, like, panic mode, like, what the heck am I going to do? And so out of instinct, just like... screaming like like a little girl? Well, like, I just, I do the first thing that comes to my mind, and I just, like, kick, like, instinctively kick at the squirrel. Oh my god. And I make full contact with the squirrel. Like full drop kick soccer ball contact with the squirrel. And it goes flying through the air. Well, there was a girl walking the other way towards me. Oh, she saw the whole thing. The squirrel is flying through the hair and <laughs> nails her right in the chest like hard in the chest no way i swear i swear (laughs) it hits her in the chest and it falls to the ground Um. and it like kind of stumbles and then it like scurries off (laughs) and this is a high school girl i'm like you know a 32 year old guy i just hit her in the chest with a squirrel (laughs) and we have this moment of like weird silence where we're just staring at each other and i couldn't i didn't know what to say so i just was like i'm sorry i hit you with that squirrel (laughs)
0: That just happened.
2: And she's like in like the most like sweetest, calm, like little girl voice is like, it's okay. And then she like walked to class and then I went and talked to these high school kids. Oh It my was gosh. like, I can't believe that happened.
1: Dear journal, today I got hit by a squirrel.
2: Like what are the, what are the chances? I don't, I don't know. Anyways. So then I went and talked to these high school kids, which is really cool. It was a great time. They were a lot of fun. Um, but I couldn't get that squirrel out of my head man. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty pretty crazy. So that happened. <laughs> That's insane, man. Yeah. Yep.
0: Oh uh, What have you been working on?
2: Oh. Hey. You've been
0: you know what? what? I know what you've been doing. Oh yeah? You've, you've been, been turning pens, my friend.
2: <laughs> no. Welcome
0: <laughs> to the club. But hey, <laughs> I did
2: I did get my <laughs> lathe set up though. I could turn I pens if I wanted to. I built a uh-huh. nice little rack for all my chisels. I got them up there. I even threw a piece of walnut on there. Started out square. I made it round. Nice. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then I so, I made it into another wand. Actually, everything turns into a wand.
1: <laughs> do you have a whole new appreciation for turning now?
2: Um. Yes. <laughs> Come I on, do. tell the truth. But it's still really hard. Like everything looks old personish. <laughs> I think it's Welcome just Welcome to
0: middle age, Jason. You're just you're old now. It's hard it's, to do something on the it. lathe
2: that doesn't look old. I mean, there's some cool bowls, table legs, but all the ornate fancy stuff, it just it's not my style. You know? Yeah.
1: No, I know what you mean.
2: So I don't know. I'm excited to play around with it more. I know there's people out there that are making like really awesome stuff, so don't hate me too much. But so far in my experience, everything's just come out kinda round and Wandish <laughs> 70s looking, <laughs> yeah, anyways. But yeah, I got my lathe set up, and then man, I so I had this client that I was supposed to make a walnut dining room table for, and then they wanted four matching um walnut chairs. And I normally don't do chairs, kind of did the whole classic, like, here's a price. I thought it was high enough that they'd be like, oh no, that's that's too high, and they went yeah. for it, but yeah. in hindsight. I thought it was high enough that they wouldn't say yes, but it wasn't high enough that I would actually want to do it. Oh. So I should, I should have quoted more. But anyways, yeah. I got stuck doing these chairs. But I got to tell you, unlike the stools, I have had a blast making these chairs. Huh. It has been so much fun. I have I gave myself a week to make them. It took me a little over 2 weeks to make all of them. <laughs> um, chairs are no joke, man. It's crazy. This got more parts and pieces than an entire dining room table in a single chair. Yeah. You're dealing with different mm-hmm. angles and shapes and you know there's got to be certain like heights and just the right angle for it to feel right and sit right and
0: man. Well there and there's more parts and pieces and not only that but every single one of them has to be reproducible. Yeah to be the same as yeah, the other gotta chairs match. so you got to put that extra thought into it yeah yeah the first one exactly so i was
2: there, doing yeah. yeah i was doing some templates um router templates so i could cut all my pieces out exactly the same and it's funny i carved out all the seats so they kind of have like a little butt scoop in them you know yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah i was wondering <laughs> and, how you actually did that did you set up like a jig on a table saw or what did you
2: use for that
0: I'm sure you probably just used your new CNC machine. Right? See, that's that the been, funny thing. That entire,
2: the entire time I was doing it, I was like doing it right across from the CNC and I was staring at it like <laughs> <laughs> curse my lack Gary, of knowledge. Gary. Curse my lack of knowledge for the CNC because it Where would be you, so Gary? fast. No, I became my own CNC. I made a router template to get my initial like shape. And I did a um uh, what's the bit called? It's kind of like the bit that you use for like a juice groove on a cutting board. What do you call that? A bowl. Like a, yeah, kind of like a bowl bit. Yeah, it's got like the rounded. Yeah, bowl. it's a bowl, Anyways, box, I did, box bit. Yeah, I did that for my entire like outer perimeter shape. So I got that like rounded profile. And then I just used a um, like uh, one inch. I don't know bit to clear it all out. I made a little mini router sled and cleared all the interior material out. So nice. I basically, I was a CNC manually, right? Yeah, to carve it out, and then I went back over with the um with the Rotex sander and cleaned it all up. And yeah, well, they look phenomenal.
1: They actually look like like comfortable seating, as opposed to yeah. where you have something like that would kind of jab you in the in the wrong place. No, I'm
0: really Yeah, I agree. They they look great.
2: Yeah, I'm really happy with them. The backrest is like in the perfect spot. With me, I always sit in mm. chairs and see they're like too low so it gets you in the spine or it's too high so it's like it hurts your back to lean against. But this is like for me at least it's like in the perfect spot. They're really comfy to sit in. It's funny though. I actually made 5 chairs. They only ordered 4. But I was making all the pieces and I was like, "Man, I mean, one more chair if I'm making all these pieces." Why not? Just keep one for myself. But the client is an ex-NFL linebacker, and he ordered the chairs, like, extra large. Sure. A a normal chair is, like, I don't know, 17, 18 inches wide, and he wanted these 24 inches wide. Oh, wow. That's big. Mm. So they're, like, they're beefy big chairs. Um, But then the one extra one I made for myself, I made it normal size. But, yeah. There's some big chairs. Yeah. (laughs) But, man- Solid walnut, they are they're pretty. I just Rubioed them up this evening and that grain is popping. Did you just use uh pure? Uh huh. Yep. Uh oh, it's beautiful. Is I've that always the, that's
0: just the Rubio clear clear yeah, coat or something. Basically. Yeah. I mean
2: they have a natural, which is supposed to be even more clear than the pure. The pure probably has a little yellow in it, but I think yeah. on walnut it looks really good. Mm. So
0: one of these days you guys are gonna get me to try that stuff, I'm sure.
2: My favorite thing with the Rubio is it smells so good.
1: It really does. <laughs> what, Jason, what does it smell like to you? And then I'll tell mm. you what it smells like to me.
2: Maybe like butter and lavender.
1: Really? You get lavender out of it. That's interesting. <laughs> a little. Because I smell like straight up apple cider. Really? Yeah.
2: I don't get that. You mm. don't get that?
1: I I, it smells like apple cider. Anytime I open a a bottle of Rubio, I'm like, oh, I love it. It smells like an apple orchard.
2: Rubio Monaco is the equivalent to in Harry Potter the Mirror of Erised, where you see in the mirror what (laughs) your heart desires most. But in Rubio, you smell what you like want to smell the most.
1: Maybe so.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow! We just went really deep in the Harry Harry Potter world. Wow. It's because I've been turning all those wands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on my brain. Anyways, and, oh so that's man. what I've been doing. I've been working on nothing but chairs, um, and it's been awesome, and then trying to work on the house on the side. But, yeah, man. that Those uh, stairs you put up look phenomenal. They match Thanks. your
1: floors incredibly.
2: Yeah, that was the first time I've done, like, you know, finished stairs. I've slapped together, you know, exterior stairs for a deck or something like that, but, you know – Fine, finished wood stairs. They were a pain in the butt. Did you end up? The,
1: did you end up taking the stringers down?
2: No. See, that's the thing is, I reused the old stringers, and it was one of those things that's like, oh, I'll just reuse these old ones. That'll save me time. But no, it would have saved me so much time had I just recut new stringers right. that were like mm-hmm. level and square, ugh, and and the right size. So it just it was a lot of like chiseling out a little bit here or there adding shims here and there to get it all perfect so it took a long time but they look good in the end yeah the end product yeah i saw that picture it's looking good yeah so i'm happy with them and then yeah we got the floors finished this last week with actually that rubio corn silk on the floors oh you did you you finish them yourself no i hired it out
0: no
2: i don't want to do that but you're
0: like use use this stuff and that's what use yeah
2: i got i got them the finish so and they've used rubio before so they knew what they were doing but yeah it looks good nice sweet sure but i say that we make an agreement as a podcast as a whole Mm -hmm. to not mention rubio again okay we should start a a rubio (laughs) jar and if you mention rubio you got to put a dollar in the jar
0: I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm it's, in. You guys are the ones that keep bringing it up. Hey, here's until the thing. Until
2: Rubio starts paying up. and then That's we'll, what I was going to say. We'll and you know
0: what? It. I will wait until they become an official sponsor of the show, and then I'll start using it, and then I'll talk about it for an hour like you yeah, guys have been.
2: exactly. But <laughs> we got to stop because they're sure getting too good our... of a deal, and I'm... I'm not about it. So starting <laughs> right now, right now, if you use the R word, you got to put uh-huh. a dollar in the jar. The R All word. Right. I'm
0: holding you guys to that. Okay. I'm in.
2: I'm in. All right. All right. Blake, it's you, yeah. buddy. What have you been doing?
0: Uh, I've actually been doing a little bit of woodworking. I know I've been talking about the CNC a lot lately. The um, yeah, We don't want to hear nice about thing. the CNC. Yeah. I know. I know you don't want to hear about it. Just like. I don't want to hear about Rubio. Again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, that's a dollar. Yeah, that's a dollar, dollar. in the jar. In All right. The jar.
0: All right. There's the fr- I broke the seal on that one. Um, But I feel like I've gotten past a big part of the learning curve on the machine itself. I've figured out a lot of the quirks and I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable with it. And the first project out of necessity, I've kind of brought up my my wife's sticker art business she does these kind of art bumper stickers that sort of thing that she sells wholesale to businesses and we needed a way to display those because we we found that they only really sell if they're they have a decent display and we wanted to be able to send that to the stores that are selling it so we found one online that was kind of a plywood basically cnc plywood flat pack design and we were like, well, that's perfect, but it was close to 40 bucks by the time you pay for shipping and everything. And we are at the point where we're needing dozens of these display stands. Oh, it's basically like a four tiered, like four little shelves that, that hold the stickers, um, n- next to the cash register of business. Do so, they have
2: trays that pop out?
0: No, it's that you it's you can like, like carry around. It's almost your like your a coffee. no it's almost like a little almost imagine like a little amphitheater oh yeah yeah Um, like four tiers yeah like exactly stadium seating and the stickers just kind of uh sit on on those four different levels that you can see them all basically um just from looking at the pictures of one online that we found that we thought would be perfect i kind of reverse engineered it and it took a while it took a lot there was a lot of trial and error not only figuring out a design that would work you know, height, width, depth, all that kind of thing, but also we had to figure out something that we could send to store owners and it would be really easy for them to put together without any kind of woodworking knowledge. So yeah. it had to fit together really easily. Does it just clip it to, together? Or? You would put it together like a little puzzle piece basically.
2: Oh, okay. But it
0: had to, the hard part was getting, and the CNC is, is so accurate that, just getting the tolerances right for the plywood so that it wasn't too tight or it wasn't too loose and then it was wobbly and all that kind of stuff so there was a lot of back and forth um but it was really the perfect project for me to kind of figure out how you know the machine itself works and work out a lot of the bugs and figure out the basic carbide create software that comes with the machine yep. I'm, I'm still i'm still kind of learning fusion and trying to get up to speed on that but i'm not anywhere near where i can use it for a project yet but
1: so you are you're using Fusion before you send it to
2: Motion?
0: Uh, no, I'm not using Fusion yet.
2: Oh, you're not? Okay.
0: No, I'm I'm still trying it's to. It's like learn you guys Fusion? are
2: speaking another language. I don't even... do, do we need are to get Gary Fusion? on the line? No, I'm using Motion. Right. Fusion, motion. Right. Uh, if blah, you just yeah. mold. Jason, if you just
1: text Gary, he'll let you know what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah.
0: Just hit Just hit up Gary. Hey,
2: don't talk bad about Gary. Gary's awesome. Okay. No, Gary's the man. Gary is yeah. the man. He just wasn't around when I had to carve out those chair seats. Gary. He
0: should sit next to you during the podcast so that you, when you have me. CNC questions, you just look at him. Right. He
2: came to... in and set up my microphone and my headphones for me before we started recording. <laughs> I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> Gar- Gary, I need another beer. Gary. <laughs> That's JK, the perfect intern JK. right there. Yeah. Gary's actually been busy these last couple of weeks because he also plays the cello, I believe. Oh. The cello. Um, so he's part of a symphony, and he's been off doing that, so oh, wow, that's cool how b a is that that's impressive, anyway. Gary mm-hmm. yeah, so c and z
0: yeah, so i I'm trying to learn fusion. um, I'm doing my homework, I'm watching a lot of videos, doing my best, but I'm not anywhere near using that for any actual projects yet, okay, I'm kind of playing around with that. Using the just using the Carbide Create and I'm actually using SketchUp for a lot of stuff and then mm. exporting um what are they SVG files I think yeah. in into Carbide Create yeah. so that I can kind of tweak the design in SketchUp so everything fits together. Can you do that? I use
2: SketchUp all the time. If it's yeah. that easy, then maybe I could do this. You you can. I found do a plugin.
0: It. Yeah, there's a plugin that you can download for SketchUp What's that a allows plug-in? you. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's like it's like uh you download it off the uh the internets and it it right. magically allows you to use SketchUp. yeah it's it's like like it, you lost me okay it's not it's not perfect it's a little buggy it's got it's got its quirks but it it does work i was able to do some stuff in sketchup export it as an svg into uh carbide create and then finish it there but that funky process does make me want to keep figuring out how to use fusion because i think that would work way better especially Whoa. when you try something and it doesn't work perfectly and you want to tweak the tolerances a little bit so that the plywood fits a little better yeah and then you have to go through way too many steps to, to make that change whereas i know with fusion then it would it would be much quicker but i'm getting there I'll get there. yeah but i did Whoa. get to the point where i finally got past the prototyping phase with those those um display units and and i'm actually cranking them out so huge success on that that's nice and uh we've been sending them out to businesses and and i even figured out how to do the the v carve bit and put her business name on the on the front of the display so yeah that makes it real nice looking pretty badass yeah
2: fancy
1: but uh dude i've been having the worst time with my cnc lately
2: I, oh, yeah? Yeah. Here we like, go. Another flipping CNC episode. <laughs> I, I'll just fill just them now. I'll do we make need a jar for, for just
0: talking for, about CNCs, too? No, I'll just make this quick
1: for <laughs> Jason's sake. But I, I will say that I made a post the other day that says, never stop learning. And it's because I thought that I had everything under control with the CNC. And I tried to do something that I thought I knew what I was doing. And it just went wrong every time that I tried. To do what I thought I knew what I was doing, and this is
0: something other than the the um, Kentucky State. Yeah, this is completely
1: separate. So just a completely separate sign, and I tried three times and I screwed up all three times. I have yet to actually cut this sign correctly how I like have it envisioned in my mind. So I, I mean, I'm still trying to figure this thing out of what I want to do on the CNC. So like, it's not just all just you know, rainbows and butterflies over there with a the computer. You just tell it to do whatever you want. So, no. I mean, it's its a process and like you just never have to stop learning of how yeah. you want it to do what you want it to do.
0: Yeah, and I like that kind of challenge. So I've been having fun with this project. I believe um, I can fly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can touch the sky.
2: Think it's no, keep keep talking. I'm just going to do the back <laughs> All <in case>.
0: right. <laughs> That's not distracting at all. Oh. Uh, I've been having fun. It, it, it was okay, so that project was I I was telling you guys a, a couple of weeks ago about how frustrating that process was trying to figure out how to use the CNC and the software and everything. Yep. And that that was basically what I was working on at the time. And I think I finally got through that that Tunnel where I'm kind of coming out the other end, and, and it's actually working and cranking out exactly the parts that I need. Good. To. So I'm it's good. I'm happy yeah. with that. In the meantime, I've been painting my kitchen cabinets.
2: Yeah. Wait. Wait. Okay. I got a question because I've right. been watching your videos. Okay. And I see you with a big old fatty brush just brushing the yeah. What's, what's with up this with that? brush?
0: Yeah. I actually like we were talking earlier about the Fuji. Um, what is it? The uh, mini mic, the, the Fuji spray thing, which I, I haven't used in a HVLP. while. HVLP. So yeah. You, you have an HVLP. Sweet, I do have an HVLP. Yes, still brushing it on machine. there. Yeah. Okay. So this is here's the story. Um, so we did an addition uh, on our house about two and a half, almost three years ago, and there was a period of time when there was a this huge open space that had a roof over it and it had exterior walls and it was watertight but there was no drywall there was no paint there was nothing interior and it was basically just this wide open space that I looked at and I said hey that looks like the perfect paint booth and I had this brand new beautiful Fuji HVLP machine and I looked at my kitchen cabinets that all right so these kitchen cabinets it's basically like this nasty off yellow color that if you've ever seen nicotine stains on a white wall, yeah. that's, the, that's like what yellow. it reminded us of. Or on like it white was,
2: teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Like white, like coffee stained teeth or something like that. It was just, I, I couldn't stand it. Especially like late at night when when it's kind of dark and you're just, whatever lights are on in the kitchen. It was just kind of gross looking. So
2: this is the longest answer to why did you use a paintbrush <laughs> ever? <laughs>
0: But please continue because I'm on this the edge of my seat. This is why I started a podcast is so I could just okay on right. about it. All right. Go ahead, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. So I started the project and then I didn't finish it in time and we ended up finishing that room. So I lost my spray booth. So I just haven't had the time or the space to spray them and it's been hanging over my head forever. So I figured, you know what? I'm just going to dig in and do a, a hand brush finish. And in hindsight... I'm really glad I did it that way because they actually look great with the brush marks underneath the paint huh. and it gives it an actual, you know, they, they were originally, you know, those sprayed cabinets just kind of don't look like they have much life to them, but now they suddenly look like an actual hand painted finish. And, and I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked that I did it that oh, way, interesting. even though it's taken me two and a half years to find yeah. get to it.
2: <sighs> I'm sorry. I dozed off for it. What? What was the answer? You were too lazy to spray. Okay. All
1: right.
0: Did Pretty did much. you <laughs> use anything in
1: in there like the flow troll or or what is it called, the additive to help reduce brush marks? No. No, you didn't do
0: anything like that. Okay. No, I I got a paint. No, that he just they said he likes the brush marks.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what I was wondering. It's like don't don't most well, people not like brush marks, but
0: Well, brush marks look terrible if you do a really sloppy job. But what I'm finding is that if you do a really careful job and you line up the brush marks with the grain of the wood, okay, it actually comes out looking really nice. I mean, that's my personal opinion, but it looks like it looks like they've been there a little longer than sure. You know, mm. they're not just cookie cutter spray booth cabinets anymore. So right, right, right. Yeah. Maybe that's just my way of justifying. <laughs> yeah, all it the sounds. time sounds I've like spent, what it is. Like breathing all the faint, paint fumes and and standing there with a brush, but yeah. I like it. So, you know, it's like
2: it's like when someone tries to make their very first piece of furniture and they're trying to do like a really nice piece of furniture and then halfway through they're like. It's gonna be rustic, you know. <laughs> and then they talk about like, oh, I love how rustic it is. It looks so good because it's rustic, but really it's just like,
0: well, it just looks kind of
2: crappy. But, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a similar vibe, but you do you, Blake. Okay. Yeah. I love you, buddy.
0: You know, you're not wrong there. I'm. I gotta say, you're not wrong. But <laughs> I, I saw them. They pictures. actually look pretty good. They look. Good. I will post some pictures when I'm done, and you can decide for yourself. Okay. If you like the... Well,
2: I'm in the same dilemma here because we're doing remodel on our house and we had these oak cabinets and I'm keeping the boxes, but I'm going to reface them and I'm going to paint the boxes and then we're going to do refaced you know, drawer faces and door faces and paint all those. And I don't want to rip out all the boxes. I have to paint them in place, but I'm going to go the route of I'm going to make a paint booth in our kitchen with plastic, Mm -hmm. RAM board, the whole nine yards, put a vent in the window and I'm going to spray them in place. Nice. Yeah. Not to one-up you, but I'm just saying my way's better. But anyways.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get it. <laughs> okay. So there's one other reason why I, I think that hand painting has an advantage. There's several sections of the cabinets that I can't remove. About 80% of it, I could remove and take it into some kind of spray booth and spray it. But then there's another 20% or so that I couldn't do that. And I'd have to use a brush anyway. Yeah. So this way it'll match. And then on top of that, you know, we have two little you know, monsters, uh, four- and six-year-old boys that are constantly bumping up against things and scratching the cabinets and that sort of thing. So at least having a hand-painted finish, it's going to be really easy to touch up if we ever yeah, want to. That's, no, that's, that's, a good that's true, yeah.
3: yeah. Um,
1: we just uh, repainted sure. our kitchen probably, probably three months or so ago, and they did a hybrid where they took all of the doors and drawer faces off and they took them back to their shop and sprayed those. But they brushed and rolled all of the boxes and faces. So there was, you know, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. And I literally cannot tell the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Because they did such a good job of making sure they didn't... I don't know if they'd use any additives with, with the paint for... Is
2: it paint or is it like a conversion varnish or... A... They
1: Well, it's... They use this. Is it something. natural
0: wood with a clear finish, or is it
1: paint? It's paint. They use paint, and it it was this C two. I don't know if you've heard of this paint, but it's C two, and it's like right after they started talking about this stuff, I started started seeing this C two paint everywhere with everything, and it's mm. specifically designed for trim and cabinetry, and it it turns out rock hard, and it's it's great. It's really good paint, and it flows out really good when you spray it, but it also Brushes out really nice, which really helps for all of the face frames and all of the boxes of all your cabinetry. So I, I really cannot tell a difference between what was sprayed and what was uh brushed on. Um huh. it's it's really nice. And
0: yeah, and that's how this paint is that I got. It's designed specifically for kitchen cabinets. It's supposed to it takes a little longer to cure, but once it cures, it's supposed to be a lot harder than like house paint, like you put right. on your walls or something like yeah. that. And it also, because of the longer, you know, open cure time, it lays a little flatter and, and kind of levels out more. Um, and that's why, I don't know, I kind of came up with this idea on my own, right, wrong or indifferent. But that's why I ended up figuring I would leave the brush marks a little heavier with the primer layer and then kind of let the, the nice high quality cabinet paint kind of level out in between. And... It came it came out really nice. It, it it's not like the brush marks are not real obvious and offensive, but if but they have kind of that that hand touched feel sure. to them at least. So it's it's mm. subtle. Nice.
2: Real nice. I can't wait for the first person to come over to your house and look at your cabinets and say these brush marks are <laughs> offensive to me. <laughs> Fly me out, I'll say
0: it. <laughs> yep. As soon as you guys come over. That's yeah. Well, awesome. and the other thing is, speaking of that Fuji um, HVLP, is that I I think mine might be the Mini three. Okay. And it's it's not quite. I mean, you can do paint, but you're ha- you have you yeah, have to. Yeah, that's it. not
1: quite powerful. Yeah, right. yeah. you probably yeah, need four so stages for for most paint. You do.
0: Yeah, and so whatever that was like three years ago when I when I started this project, um, it was it wasn't working great and I kept having to thin it and I was worried I had to do more coats than you'd probably want to. And I was a little bit worried about how it was coming out. So just another reason why it, I just decided to just dig in and, and hand paint it.
2: But, sure. No, good for you, Blake. You don't need to justify yourself to us. No. yeah, You did great, buddy. It looks good. Well, I'm not it done looks yet.
0: Good. <laughs> I'm about, I'm about halfway done. And I, despite all that, like, Oh my God, am I so sick of painting? I'm just, so over it and ready to move on yeah Mm. but get back to some real woodworking that's yeah that's what i want to do but uh enough about sniffing paint fumes i think we need to hear a word from our sponsor jason what do you got for us today
2: all right well today's episode is brought to us by clutter covers do you have a cluttered shop do you have messes that you don't like seeing maybe shelves cabinets that are disordered and you don't like looking at? Well, Clutter Covers has a solution. We have traveled the nation and taken pictures, high-quality pictures, of very organized spaces and uploaded them to our Clutter Covers website. You get online, pick the organized space of your choosing, and press order. We will ship you a high-definition acrylic sticker. You peel and stick over your clutter and voila, (laughs) you have a perfectly organized space. But. Don't take it from us. Hear a word from one of our happy customers. Here's Hans in Hoboken. I used to have a very cluttered shop. (laughs) My wife, she she would come out to my shop and she would say, Hans, your shop is so dirty. I do not love you anymore. This is when I find the clutter covers. I paste the clutter cover sticker over my messy shop. Now my wife, she comes out, she says, Hans, it's so pretty in here. I love you again. I'm attracted to you. I fooled that wicked witch. Now I have a beautiful shop. It is wonderful. Clutter covers are the solution to your organizational problems. But if you order now, there's more. Clutter covers also has new body covers. (laughs) Do you have a spouse or significant loved one that's unattractive? (laughs) Body covers by clutter covers also has an answer for that. Just stick Mm. the body covers by clutter covers over your significant other, and voila, they are now attractive. Clutter covers, get yours today. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I'm hoping they have a buy one, get one <laughs> free option. Yeah, I think they do. We'll put a link to the website in the show notes on the description.
0: <laughs> All right. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Oh,
2: uh huh. So I take it um, from what I understand. From the pre-discussion, we don't really have a topic today, but we've got some news that we want to drop on the list. Yeah, listeners. we got is some announcements, right? don't
0: we, Blake? That's right. We've got some exciting news, or at least exciting to us, because uh, we're going to start getting paid. What do you think about that, guys? Yeah. Okay,
2: now what Blake means here is <laughs> we're hoping that you can help us by giving us money. Yes.
0: That's that's right.
2: Support. I mean, we're not going to dance around this. Lots of people like say, oh, hey, here's something nice for you and it's a benefit well oh, we just want your money
0: yep that's right
2: but there who doesn't like money there is benefits so what are we're
0: they? like friends with benefits yeah mm-hmm. it's exactly what we are yeah yes it's been you know it's been five episodes we're, we're starting to get our groove on we're starting to roll here so we figured we would open this up and uh there are Isn't some this actual the benefits. sixth episode yeah this is number six uh, yeah this is this is number six yeah
3: yeah okay
0: yeah, so we are going to get on Patreon and you know, that let's be honest, that money is going to go in our pockets. We're not going to be bashful about it, but that is, you know, it's going to help support the show, help us keep us motivated, and we're, you know, we're we're all busy guys with a lot going on, running businesses and running uh, you know, working the job job and all that. So, um as this podcast starts to take up more and more of our time and as we keep putting more and more of our energy into it, we figured We'd, uh, we'd ask for a little support. And we've got something to give back to you guys in return. So
2: hit them with the tears. Yes. Blake. All right. Let's yeah, hear well, it. The tears. We're calling these the tears of the sun.
0: <laughs> tears of joy. Yep. <laughs> all right. So tier number one. Um. First of all, we're going to start today. As soon as we're done with this episode, we're going to start our after show. Mm. And yeah. every tier is going to give you access to that after show. Yeah. So, but wait,
2: just a second. Okay. Uh-huh. I just want to say, if you would like to know where Jason Hibbs had his very first kiss, you're not going to know now, but I'm going to tell everybody in the after show. Oh, so there's a little hook. I can't there's wait. There's a little hook. Okay. So just throwing that out there. That will be in the after show. So that's what you have to look forward to. Okay. Continue. It finally
0: happened, Jason? Uh, yep. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to say anymore. It's for the after show. All right. So tier number one for only three bucks, you're going to get after show. And I haven't even shown this to Jason and Nick yet, but check this out. You guys, you're also going to get, Whoa, sorry. Hit my microphone. Getting all excited. Uh, you're also going to get one of these. I don't know if you can, I'm gonna is that a... this hockey puck. This is our brand new craft. will never die sticker. That looks whoa. good. man.
2: So, I know you guys can't see these with your ears, but let me describe <laughs> them. Okay. Cast on a brilliant white background, with beautiful black lettering and a logo that is so vivid it almost tickles your eyes as you look at it. These stickers will wow. entice your inner being. That's all. That's all I got. But they're pretty.
0: Now, now it's your job to top that description. They look
2: real good, real good. Perfect. Okay, all so right. wait. Let me let me clarify. If you yep. pay three dollars per, it's per episode. It's not per It per, is. It's, it's, it's per just episode if you, cause- If you want to pay $3 after an episode, you get to listen to the after show. You get a sticker. That's it.
0: Yeah. And we had talked about doing it like per month. Patreon gives you the uh, the option of doing per episode or per month. But we never really know. I mean, let's be honest. We never really know when we're going to have time to do this podcast. We do it as often as we possibly can. So that's going to keep us motivated to keep pushing these podcasts Mm -hmm. out and and getting together. So
2: I'm going to want that extra $3 a month. Yeah. Absolutely. I've already got it spent. Well hang, I've hang got on. Plans
0: Hold it. on, Jason. That's only one dollar for you, actually. I there's didn't three think of us. about that's that. That's true. Yeah. Division. So okay. one of your dollars is gonna go to Jason and one of them's gonna go to Nick. And uh I'll I'll pocket the other buck. So Might that's be tier, tier number time to one.
2: slim down the employees on this podcast. But <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. What's tier number two?
0: Um. All right. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh. Oh. And we're sorry. Tier number one. We're also going to list your name during one show as a new patron So yes. Oh. Uh, we'll, so at the we'll beginning sure of the show, we'll be like, mention.
2: Ralph, Wazinski yep. Welcome to the Patreon crew.
0: <laughs> Dude, you just gave away a free one right there. Well, Ralph is Ralph no is longer eligible. eligible.
2: So. All right. He gave me all three dollars. Oh.
0: Tier number two. You ready for it? Yep. The Crew, Craft Will Never Die Crew, tier number two. Uh, for 15 bucks an episode, you're going to get access to the after show. We're going to send you one of those stickers. And I made a special edition. This is the exclusive. You guys ready for this one? Uh-huh. This is the Crew Oh, look at that.
2: Oh, a special sticker. That's nice. Black on black. I'm not even going to describe this. You got to sign up to get it, but it's a it's pretty sweet. I like that. I'm going to need one of those. Uh-huh.
0: This is the dark black on black. And actually this is kind of a prototype. Um, I think I'm gonna redo this so that it doesn't have the white border. So you can do those stickers Ooh. that actually have like the clear decal. Yeah, background. I like
2: it. I need two of those. Gonna... One for the left and one for the right. <laughs> yep. Talking about nipple pasties. So
0: that's uh, this one says craft will never die, the crew. Okay. So you're gonna get, get one of those. And then we're also gonna list your name and brand if you want during one show as a new crew member. Um, so you can kind of give yourself a little shout out there, or we will give you a shout out, but, uh,
2: so an example of that would be like, welcome Ralph Zulinski. He is a custom toilet brush designer. Um, toilet brushes R S. Check him out. So that would right. kind of be like what you'd experience. Exactly. But exactly. whatever you, w- whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we're also going to choose topics from the crew your suggestions for the main show. So we're going to start taking input from you guys and incorporating it into what we talk about on this podcast. Yeah, that's great. And as part of the after show, we're going to start taking call-in questions from the crew and we're going to answer those call-in questions during the after show. So we're going to set up like a voicemail situation and more info on that coming soon of exactly how you're going to do that. But you're gonna hear your voice during our after show, and we're gonna start answering questions from you guys. That's gonna sort of guide okay. our after show.
2: So to clarify, mm-hmm. for tier two, you get the after show. You get the first sticker, which is the craft will never die sticker, you get the yep. custom special second sticker. Black on black. You get your you get your name mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. You get your business shouted out during the podcast and you get to give suggestions for shows and call in during the after show. That's right. That's a lot. Absolutely. For only $15, um, that's one cup of coffee <laughs> at a at a pretentious hipster coffee shop.
0: But that's our crew, man. That's like our that's like our core group right there.
2: Okay, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, there can't be a tier 3.
0: Oh, but there is, Jason. Oh, let's boy. hear
2: it. Hit me with it.
0: The guardians of our podcast. You're the one that says these guys aren't going anywhere. You're putting your money where our mouth is and ensuring. And you get the your own of Dungeons and Dragons
2: figurine. <laughs> no?
0: no? No, that's not part of it. But okay. but Jason is absolutely gonna recite a haiku about you yes, in I one will. of our episodes. So I I'm gonna put you on the spot and see if you can come up with one.
2: What well, I don't know the is a haiku, is that an iambic? Pentameter? No, that's like syllables.
0: <laughs> Are you actually, you, you got to look it up right now?
2: I have to look up what's oh. the format oh. of a haiku. Oh man, I, I thought, I know you, this. I thought this you had is this, seven. Okay. this was your idea. Okay, this is a haiku with Blake, okay? All right, go for okay. it. A Blake is a wave breaking True. over the bow. <laughs> the sea welcomes him. Solid. I like it. <laughs> I I yeah. had to literally look up the format in about three seconds. So considering that's pretty good, yeah. but I will put in so much more effort. If you sign up for tier three, I'm going to pour my heart into your haiku. Oh. It is going to be personalized just for you. Red right over the air. So. All right.
0: So you're getting the haiku by Jason. And I'm going to try to figure out how to make some kind of like walnut little like mini plaque, basically like a wood version of a sticker and I'm gonna send that your way. So yeah, that's everybody awesome. that's in that tier, that's tier number three. Awesome. But wait, there's more. No way. There's
2: a tier, there's a tier four. Oh, there absolutely is tier a tier four. four.
1: Oh man, tears are rolling down my face.
0: For a mirror, only hundred dollars per episode. Yep. Jason's gonna turn your pen. We'll send it your
2: way. That's right. Yep. Get this. You don't, Kate, for $100 (laughs) an episode, you don't get a shout out on the air. You don't get a sticker. You don't get any of that.
0: No, it's basically anonymous.
2: All you'll get is a custom turned -turned pen ( pronounced) by (sighs) me on my leg just for you. (laughs) And it it. will be the most old man style (laughs) pen (ination] (laughs) you will ever have received. It's only $100 an episode. You got to do it. Just do it. Get two. Get three.
0: Oh Give man! Give them to your friends. I'll make them for you. So for th- for three hundred dollars an episode, we will send you three of those pens. Because if you divide a hundred three ways,
2: that's fifty dollars
0: a person. So wait, crafted right. out of the the best knotty pine Oregon has to offer. <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> exactly. Oh man, I'm excited. So.
0: So that's Patreon. So. If you want to support the show, if you want to support what we do, if you want to encourage us to keep doing this, um, sign up on Patreon. I'm going to post mm-hmm. a link in the show notes. Go check it out. Go get yourself a sticker. Go join the crew. Get yourself a pen. Get a pen. <laughs> or a haiku. <laughs> That's right. And we're, yep. we're here for you. Yep. And we greatly appreciate all the support that you guys have given us so far just um back to the reviews you know if you can't spare three bucks to join us for the after show the reviews are one of the best things that you can do for us at this point since we are a brand new podcast uh go on to itunes go on apple and uh write a review for us write us a five-star review and
2: one thing that that blake forgot to mention okay if you sign up for patreon no matter what tier you're on Next year at WorkbenchCon, during one of the nights, we are going to have a special Craft Will Never Die drink get-together for all of our Patreon members, and we will buy every Patreon one drink, and we'll all hang out together if you're at WorkbenchCon. So that's also part of it. I just made that up. The other two are looking at me like, what the heck did (laughs) you just No, I'm in. I'm inclusive. I'm I'm saying saying that's what we're going to do. I'm in. That's right.
0: Anyways. Everybody who joins us on that night, Jason's going to buy you guys a drink.
2: That's right. With Blake's credit card. But yeah, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yep. So anyways, those those are your options. Sign up.
0: All right. All right. So there's a couple more things that we wanted to announce on the show tonight. So we call this podcast, The Craft Will Never Die. And we felt that it was just as important to put our money where our mouth is and make good on that promise. So the way Mm. we're going to do that is we actually want to support schools and we want to support wood shops uh, around the country. And we we want to do a little pay it forward and we're going to call this craft it forward. The craft will never die, craft it forward campaign. So we have set up a GoFundMe account and we're going to give you a link to that on the show notes as well. If you want to contribute to that, basically what we're going to do is pick a school Every year so that they can get some new shop materials and new tools for their high school wood shop.
2: Maybe a school without squirrels. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll figure that out, but I'm just throwing that out there. But yes, yeah. a school will be picked.
0: Yeah. And certainly one of the things that's nice about being a content creator is that we make these pretty cool connections with companies that want to send tools our way they like seeing us use them on our shop videos and that sort of thing and that that's cool you know it's it's one of the fun things about the the hard work that you put into either instagram or youtube videos or whatever your platform is the sponsorships but what we're going to do is we're going to leverage those connections that we've made over the years and try to get those companies to hook us up with some tools that are that we're going to be able to send to one of those high school wood shops along with this so we're going to we're going to reach out to the companies that we know and we're going to see if they want to join us in this Craft It Forward campaign so that at the end of the year, or uh, at least we're not exactly sure when we're going to do this, but at some point every year, we're going to get their contributions as well as the money that we collect on GoFundMe. We're going to be able to send that to a high school wood shop somewhere around the U.S.
2: How are we going to pick the wood shops, Blake?
0: That's an excellent question, Jason. I have no idea yet. We've got some work to do on that
2: front. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had a great (laughs) answer. I was like setting you up. I thought you were going to be like, well, we're going to have everybody vote on it or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's going to be something like that, but I don't know exactly what yet. We're going to work out the details of that later down the line, but we just want to start getting the word out and letting everybody know for now.
2: Awesome. Okay. I like
0: it. I like it a lot. I'm on board. Anything else? Absolutely. Next exciting announcement. We're going to start having some guests uh, join us. So um, actually, Nick has been talking to our first guest. And Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about who might be joining us on the next episode?
1: Yeah. So on the next episode, uh, I have been talking to somebody that is really prevalent in the woodworking scene. Uh, I'm already on the podcast. Uh, I'm not you talking about you, have Jason. not me as a guest. Not, I'm oh, not talking sorry. about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm talking about the uh, wood whisperer. Uh, the what? The wood whisperer.
0: The wood worshiper.
1: No, nah, you may have re- referred to him as the worshiper last episode, but he is, in fact, the whisperer. This is hmm. Mike Spaghetti? Close. What's his name? Mark Spagnolo. Oh, yeah.
2: I've heard of him. Yeah,
1: he's a big big name in the uh, in the area. Um,
2: okay. I'm excited to
1: meet Mike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that his name? Did I get it wrong you already? Started,
0: well, you, I mean, you only started woodworking like a few days ago, right. so... Yeah. Know, that's probably why. Right.
2: But no, I'm excited about this guest thing. We're gonna have um Mark Spagnola. Correct.
1: Yeah, I was dang, nailed I it. was lucky enough to edit one of the last couple of Wood Talk episodes of their podcast and just been talking to him and said, Hey, we would love to have you on the podcast just to hang out and see what's going on in his neck of the woods in Colorado and you know, just just chat and talk shop so
0: and we're not going to do the typical thing that you hear on a lot of podcasts where we just bring a guest on and just interview them you know how'd you get into woodworking yeah we don't care about them it's it's not that we don't care but it's just that we don't we've we've heard that a million times right yeah we're just going to let them join the show and hang out you know try to be as cool as we are
2: yeah whatever we're talking about that week They're going to be a part of the conversation. Absolutely. If you want to know who they are and where they were born and what their favorite cookie is, well, go listen to every other podcast. We just want to do something different. So they're just going to be a part of the conversation. It's going to be fun. And they're going to join us in the after show. Yes. That's right. Where things get funky. Yeah.
0: So Nick's been talking to Mark and I've been talking to Jimmy Duresta. So he's going to join us shortly after that. Um, I actually saw him over the weekend at Maker Fair Bay Area in San Francisco, and he was totally down to join us for um, whenever we're ready. So awesome, he'll be nice.
2: Well, I've been talking to, some, uh, <laughs> and they said that they're going to join us too. So stay tuned.
0: Jason's been talking to squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to kill us all on the show.
2: I got to, I got to one up you. I'm going to get somebody good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, not that the other two aren't good. I'm sure that Johnny and Mike are great, but I'm going to get somebody. I'm going to get somebody so good. Just wait.
0: It's going to be right. Gary. Yep.
2: Ah, Gary would, <laughs> who I would be honored to have Gary on here. But anyways, cool. Anything else? Is that it?
0: I think that's it. Um, I think that's enough announcements for one day. Yep. We're We're having fun, and we're excited to grow this thing a little bit. Join us on Patreon. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Go check out the GoFundMe. If you want to make a donation, we're going to send that directly to a school that we choose somehow, someday, over the next year. And that's going to pay it forward, craft it forward. Mm -hmm. So putting, uh, putting your money where our mouth is here. The craft will never die. We're going to see to it that that actually stays true
2: yeah I will say we've just hit you with two things where we're asking for money and if you have like five dollars and you have to make a choice between GoFundMe and the Patreon go do the GoFundMe give the money to the kids now you're going to kick yourself because you're not going to get the after show <laughs> or a turn pen but <laughs> hey that's your decision but um, no seriously we really love all your guys' support so thank you so much I'm going to get off right now I'm going to go sign up for Patreon yeah I want that after <laughs> show real bad what I'm going to do though is I'm going to do the hundred dollars I'm gonna going to get the pen, then I will have made money off of that too. So I'm going to use that money that I made to do it again and get another pen. And then I'm going to use that money. It's going to be like this continuous pen circle with myself.
0: It's like a pyramid scheme, except every time you go around the circle, we take two thirds of it. That's
2: right. Yeah, it's true. Maybe that's a bad idea. But anyways, go sign up for Patreon. I will talk to you guys later. This was awesome. Thank you
0: all right everybody well thanks again for hanging out with us for another episode of the craft will never die episode number six Six. and we are going to go ahead to the after show so if you're on patreon join us in the after show
1: later